0: Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I'd like to welcome you to the September 25th episode of the bull bear banter. Cheyenne Dunham is joining me today and will give us an update on the markets this week. Cheyenne?
1: Alright, so for our market update today, December corn gained a penny and three quarters, closing at 365 and a quarter, which was down 13 and a quarter cent for the week. March corn futures ended at 373 and a quarter, which were up a penny today, and those lost about 14 cents for the week. Looking at soybeans, November gained two and a half today, and those ended at 1002 and a half, which was down 41 cents for our week on week. And finally, January beans added three cents today to end at 1006 and a quarter, which was also down about 41 for the week.
0: Well, the big story this week is a downturn in value for both corn and beans. Both finished last week on a high note, and we've been lower every day since until today. The good news, especially for soybeans, is that the cash prices remain close to 950, which is quite a bit more than any of us were thinking when August started. Corn prices, on the other hand, aren't really getting anyone overly excited, even though many of us were afraid we'd be seeing cash prices 30 to $0.40 lower during harvest. I know that many farmers are fairly optimistic that prices will rise once we wrap up harvest in the U.S. We continue to believe that putting a floor under the current cash price is a prudent thing to do, especially for soybeans. I spent a lot of time last week talking about that, so I won't go into a lot of detail here. But I did want to mention one thing, though, due to some feedback I received this week. It's important to note that when we talk about minimum priced, or min-max, or extended price contracts, that we make it very clear that the producer is not opening a brokerage account. These contracts are all cash contracts. So when we say that you will be buying a call option, for example, it means as a part of the cash contract. In reality, Landis is buying a call option, and we will keep that in our brokerage account and then when you want to reprice or sell that option, we will sell the one in our account. If you truly want to open up a brokerage account, we also offer that service. Then you can buy or sell futures, buy or sell options whenever you want, whatever makes sense to your operation. A brokerage account separates decisions and actions from physical cash sales and can be an important part of a marketing plan. If you are interested, please contact your local Grain Marketing Advisor and they will connect you with one of the brokers that we have on staff. With that, let's talk about the bull bear factors.
1: For our bull factors on corn, export inspections last week came in at 29.7 million bushels. Even though that was a drop from the previous week, it's way above the same week last year, which was 9.3 million. The first three weeks of this marketing year have seen 77 million bushels loaded versus 45 million at the same time last year. Shipments to China were about 30% of the weekly number, which was close to 10 million bushels. Export sales were very strong last week. Those came in at 84.2 million bushels, which was above market expectations. More than 25% of those sales were to China. Even though we're only three weeks into the new marketing year, total sales to all destinations are setting records and those now stand at 890 million versus 360 at the same time last year. We need to average about 28 and a half million per week to hit the USDA's projection. And we're well above that at almost 300 million per week so far. And finally, even with the downturn this week, December corn has been able to remain above that 362 level that we spent so much time trying to get through until a couple of weeks ago. So, what used to be resistance has turned into support.
0: On the bear side for corn, crop ratings actually improved in the latest report. As of last Sunday, nationally, it's up a point to 61% in the good to excellent categories versus 57% last year. Iowa remained at 42%. Illinois at 73%, Indiana at 61%, and Minnesota at 77% all gained a point, while Nebraska added three points to jump to 64%. Harvested acres were estimated at 8% versus 6% last year and 10% on average. U.S. ethanol production declined again last week to 266 million gallons, down another 6 million from the previous week. This is the lowest production in 12 weeks. Ethanol stocks also increased last week to 840 million gallons, up from 832 million. Even though gasoline demand was a bit higher last week at 8.515 million barrels per day versus 8.478 the previous week, It's still about 9% less than the same time last year. It was also the second largest year-on-year weekly decline in the past five years. So, the recovery that we've seen in gasoline demand has definitely plateaued. Earlier this week, there was a comment from the Chinese Ag Minister saying that China now has more than enough corn supply for the 2020-21 crop year. This comment was made after the last flash sales report we've seen for corn. Since then, we've seen some soybean and soybean meal sales reported, but no more corn. So we'll need to keep an eye on what they do from here forward.
1: For soybean bull factors, export inspections were strong again last week. Those came in at 48.2 million bushels, which was well above the 34 million for the same week last year. Cumulative exports now stand at 131 million bushels this year, which is nearly 44 million per week versus 80 million for the first three weeks of last year. Keep in mind that we'll need to average about 39 million per week to meet the USDA's estimate. And last year, that number was close to 31 million per week. Export sales were extremely strong at 117.4 million and even above some fairly lofty expectations. China continues to account for about half of all sales. At this point, they have purchased more than 705 million bushels. Last year at this time, they'd only purchased about 73 million. Total commitments to all destinations are also record high for soybeans at this early point in the year. Those now stand at 1.306 billion bushels. For comparison, last year at this point, those came in at $447
0: As far as bear factors for soybeans, I'm moving crop condition scores into the bear column simply because the overall rating, as well as most state ratings, remained unchanged for this week. So, the decline has stopped for now. The good to excellent categories are 63% nationally and continue to be above last year's 54%, which is also the same as last week. Harvested acres were estimated at 6% at the end of last week, right in line with the five-year average. It sure feels like that number is going to take a big jump in next Monday's report, as Iowa was pegged at 7%, and we're hearing from many that are done or will be done by the end of this weekend. While this is mostly in western Iowa, it's moving rapidly to the eastern half of the state.
1: On our What to Watch For and upcoming events, there is a quarterly stocks report due out from the USDA next Wednesday, September 30th. And the next WASDE report is coming October 9th. As mentioned last week, producers can now apply for the next round of CFAP, or Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, payments. The sign-up period runs through December 11th. For more details, please check out our Landis Cooperative website.
0: And now for Tom's take. Harvest is here. For all of us in this industry, Harvest is a mixture of excitement and fun, as well as stress and long hours. Earlier this week, I was explaining to a couple of our newer employees that this is the time when we see our customers a lot, and we should try to find time to thank them for their business, as it's important to let our customers know how much we appreciate their business. Then I told them a story of the first harvest I worked. As regular listeners will know, I started my career in my family's grain elevator business. During that first harvest, I was really concentrating on making sure I didn't make mistakes. Weigh the truck correctly, probe the truck correctly, grade the grain correctly, my dad and I would take turns alternating between the two stations we had set up. I noticed that when he was running the scale, he always said the same thing to the person delivering the grain when they came in to get their scale ticket. He always said thanks. I started counting. By the end of one day, he had said thanks to the same guy about 12 times. I finally had to just ask him, why do you do that? You said thanks to that guy 10 or 12 times today. I just don't get it. He just got up walked over to the window and pointed at the back end of the truck as it was leaving and said, if that guy doesn't feel appreciated when he comes in here, we might as well just close this place. They are our lifeblood and we need to let them know that we appreciate their business on every single load. Any more questions? I just looked at him and smiled and said, thanks. I know we don't say it often enough, but we truly do appreciate your business. We also want you to know that we want to continue to earn your business and, where possible, do more business with you. It's beneficial to all of us. The more business you do with us, the more equity you build in the business that you own. But it starts with us at the co-op. We need to let you know how we can help you strengthen your bottom line, whether that is through our marketing programs or our agronomy programs. And speaking of which, the deadline for the Landis Acre Reserve Program is next Wednesday, September 30th. Our agronomy team has a lot of really good reasons that you should be talking with them prior to next Wednesday. Please contact your local FSA for complete details. And while you're at it, talk to them about our Acre Edge soybean seed. As a member owner, you own this seed selection, so why not build some more equity by using this seed? The agronomists are also busy gathering plot data as well and have some really interesting info about that too. Thanks for listening
1: that's all we have for you today we appreciate you joining us for the bull bear banter if you'd like to contact us you can send a tweet to at co-op or drop an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com our tagline is bears make money bulls make money and pigs just go to market if you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor we want to thank you for listening and we'll be back with you again next week